I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program reality. Welcome everyone to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. Record our episodes live in Allspace every week. You can join us from your PC or VR headset. Just log into Allspace, join our Simulation Nation channel, and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, talking with Dates VR, who hosts private virtual reality speed dating events based on preferences, orientation, and location. You can see, chat, and flirt with multiple matches in the secure digital world from the comfort of your own home. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm emoji. Welcome for Jipper and Mark. Here we go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad, glad to see you for this uh, special early morning, yeah, early morning event for us. I'm in LA. We are at uh, 10 a.m. and you guys are where? And what time is it for you? So 6 uh, p.m. So, GMT UK. Yeah. Yeah. yeah very cool. Sunny so UK. The great thing about the metaverse is that no ocean or continent uh, makes any difference. Here we are at the same stage together uh, talking about love. How good is that? Yeah, I love it. Awesome. Live for it, yeah. I mean, it makes the world a smaller place, doesn't it? It really does. Yeah, it definitely. really does. And, and what you guys are doing makes the world a smaller place, too. Uh, I love that you're uh, finding a way to make people connect in the real world, but you're starting in the metaverse. So we're going to get into all that stuff. Um, I'd, love to, I'd love to start with just uh, where you guys started. So maybe your origin story is to how you got involved in virtual reality and how you got this idea to start uh, be dating in virtual reality. Sure. Should I go yeah. first, Jiffa? Yeah. Yes. So basically yeah. back in November during the lockdown in the UK, so in 2020, um, I went and stayed at my sister's place because I got furloughed from work. And, um, I have never kind of considered myself a gamer or someone that's kind of interested in any kind of virtual reality-esque stuff. And um, but my sister's partner had an Oculus, and I'd always heard of them, and I'd always been curious of them, and I was like, "Oh, I'll give that a go, try it, assuming that it'd be some sort of games kind of thing." And because of the lockdown, I was migrating from working in the kitchen on the computer to the evening, just literally going to the living room, and I would find myself going on this Oculus more and more. And I discovered kind of these social apps. So I was blown away by it when I tried it on. I was like, "This is incredible!" Tried it on and went into space this app and was looking around and seeing all these other avatars and i was like they are other people that are just like me sat <laughs> at home during a lockdown i was blown away by it i was like i can literally go and walk up to someone and just have a conversation it's like a phone call with multiple different people and just pick up the phone and mm. talk to anyone so i loved it and i was obsessed and in that moment instantly downloaded um sorry bought my own headset and every evening I came into alt space and met the wonderful Jiffa Queen here <laughs> <laughs> and my partner Berg, who's not here tonight. Oh. And then a friendship kind of formed over time with us, didn't it? I'd find yeah, that really evening we'd kind of meet up with each other and explore worlds. And as time progressed, I, you know, the other avatar who can't be here tonight, um, we just kind of, you know, started to exchange phone numbers and exchanged a few photos, added each other on social media to the point where the uh -huh. lockdown was lifted and reinstated. And when it was lifted, he came to visit me. And then I suppose one thing led to another. And now he's my fiance and we live together. 
<laughs> so that's how it kind of came about. Like, yeah, the story. <laughs> Very that's cool. What what is the metaverse? Yeah. Yeah. Love in the metaverse, yeah. So and it was, it was a great to... time as well. Oh, Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, before that we was... get to, to your story, Jiffer, maybe, so, so Mark, so you met, did you meet in Altspace, uh, your, your partner, or was it a different app? No, so um, Altspace for me, as soon as I started using it and started kind of playing around with it and understanding it, I was, I was like, then I tried VR chat and it was just so abstract to this one mm. that I was like, mm. oh no, that's not for me. And the demographic of VR chat, not that it's, you know, bad or anything. I just didn't necessarily find people that were kind of more of a mature nature. And I like, oh, like, you know, just more grown up in the sense that it's not being run by kids. When I came in here, I'd <laughs> meet people like Jiffer and I've met Ayla and to name a few, like there's Chris and Jeff, like these other two guys that we know as a group of friends. And I just, at the start to learn, like love the layout of old space more than anything. It was so user-friendly to me. Uh, yeah. I started coming in here more and more. Yeah. Sorry, but did that answer your question or did I just go off on a tangent? I can I can do that. <laughs> I think so. So, uh, so, so, okay. So Jiffer, what's your, how did you get involved in all of this? Yeah. So, um, almost the same, really the pandemic hit, um, turned everyone's world upside down. Uh, and, I found that uh, the disconnection that we had with people, we were no longer physically able to see our friends, our family, our loved ones. Um, I spent a lot of the time just on my own, obviously on the phone and stuff. But then I got an Oculus, and like Mark said, it just changed my world. So I started hanging out on Old Space, getting to meet some really cool people. And the thing that I loved about it was because when I first came on um, VR, I was concerned that we would actually, um, as human beings, be further apart from each other. We'd become more isolated. But the reverse happened. It just flipped around. And actually, the connections are so real. Um, and then they translate into real life. Yeah. Now we're... 100%. We're really good I, friends. I was, and... To add on to that point, um, mm. I was probably more social mm. during the pandemic than I was before mm. it. I, I felt like... Mm. Obviously, you arranged to meet up with your friends and whatnot pre-pandemic. But then when the pandemic happened, I was at a loose end in the evening and I was starting to kind of bin off TV or like mindlessly scrolling social media to just come in here and just meet random people or friends and just find ourselves exploring, chatting about everything, obviously sharing a common problem that was the pandemic, mm. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I found, yeah, like if anything, my social life ramped up and I made more friends and i dare i say like deep some deeper meaningful connections here than i mm. maybe would have done in real life you know and because mm. it was such a condensed period of time of just mm. kind of isolation but then actually i didn't feel isolated at all i felt very like content mm. yeah with one of these headsets right mm -hmm. you think that um the fact that we're sort of able to have a little bit of anonymity it allows people to open up almost more quickly because there's a security there where can just shut off their headset or they can just escape back to the real world and not have to sort of deal with uh, the consequences of being more intimate. Do you feel like that might be the case in here? What do you uh, think, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know from our events that we run, we get a lot of people coming up to us afterwards saying that they, uh, some people are very social, uh, socially anxious. Uh, mm -hmm. they, they don't really like to socialize with people. But in here, it's a safe enough environment 
um, that they can open up and then you do start to get to know people and think, actually, I can. I'd feel safe enough to make this next step. So I think it's so important yeah. for in that respect, do you think? And I and to add on to that, like I think it is the reason people like I like even myself, like before we do an event and we have to host it and there's people relying on me to kind of control and navigate the process. I get stage fright as if I was on the real stage. I, I kind of get that little mm-hmm. tick of anxiety before it's going to happen. That's just like testament to how true this feels. I think, you know, people at home watching this on YouTube or listening to it on your podcast or whatever might not necessarily understand how much more different it feels when you're inside a headset because mm-hmm. it's just so true to real life. You know, I turn my head away from you, the audio changes and reduces like it would as if, I was in a real situation. So when these people do get anxious, they do come into our events that, that, you know, they do get a bit nervous because it's so Mm. true to it. But then, like you said, there is an element of comfort and safety because in real life, if they were so anxious or awkward, they wouldn't be able to just turn off (laughs) and portal out. Mm -hmm. Whereas here they can, they have that fallback, but because that fallback so easily there, they often don't leave and confront things that would make them anxious no so there's a beauty to it because it's such an easy get out that they actually do persist further than they would any other circumstance that would make them anxious yeah mm-hmm. that's a perfect public service announcement for those of you listening in the audio <laughs> podcast you gotta yeah, your next step set. is to go to your go to your laptop and do a 2d that's the next step right and then yeah. goes on your laptop watching on youtube <laughs> now your next step is to actually get a vr headset and really come into experience it fully because i i think this is really where you fall in love with the medium is actually when you're in it in 3d and you're feeling that spatial a connection to us mm. and you're having more immersion and there's audio and there's visual and all that stuff. So absolutely integrate more. Um, okay. So yeah. how did you yeah. then, yeah. How did you then get from um, falling in love uh, with the space and meeting friends in here deciding, you know what? Uh, we need to start the first speed dating uh, our experience in here. How did that come about? Mm-hmm. Can I take this one, Jennifer? I yes, think it was literally yeah, as casual as we was having a couple of drinks, like in real life, at a party in VR. So we're all sat at home having a cocktail <laughs> or two, weren't we? In VR, in some sort of pub venue. And it, it literally came up like this. Oh, we should make a speed dating venue that helps people <laughs> make really wonderful things. And then one thing led on to another and it's become what it has. Yeah. Right. But like we, um, it was just, it was literally as simple as that. It wasn't kind of like, oh, how can we best make this into yeah. something? You know, just it was as simple as how can we enable other people to make the connections that we have? Like, you know, I've managed to go on to meet my fiance here, going on to make a business partner, you know, and we've not ever even actually met in real life yet, have we? That's the crazy thing. We've not met in real life, and yet we've got a business together in here. Yeah. It's- yeah, and that's a testament to the connections you make. It's very organic, isn't it? It's uh, it's the next step, I think. Yeah, but that's how it came about, wasn't it? It was literally, it was like, yeah, <laughs> venue that would really help people connect. That was it, and then now yeah. it's um, this really kind of organised event and very professional. Sure. That's what we pride ourselves on, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I, and creating absolutely. a safe space as well. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys are very. It's very organized and the way you put it together is really great so we'll get into that now but uh before i do if anyone has any 
thoughts or questions mm -hmm. for our uh, two guests who are the uh, founders of Dating VR, please use the raise hand option. Uh, how's it going to pin name Slickback and Tube Raider, Royston, <laughs> Ray, uh, One Surex, 2019. Anyone who has any thoughts or questions, please use the raise hand option. We will uh, have you. Okay, so uh, mm -hmm. maybe you could just sort of walk us through the actual event itself and how it's sort of set up. You want to take it, Jeff? Yeah. So um, what we we do is we start when we start the event. We people generally just come in and we welcome everybody. We lay down uh, the kind of ground rules, really, in terms of it's a very respectful space. Um, no trolling. Uh, if, if anybody's being aggressive or disrespectful, they're not going to be in that event. Um, obviously, because it's an eighteen plus event as well. Occasionally, we have to do check. Um, people's ages, uh, just to be on the safe side. Um, and then uh, what we do is we play an introductory video um, that was uh, edited and created by a lovely tech wizard here. Um, and then that kind of explains the whole structure of the event, uh, what people can expect. Um, and then a countdown begins and then, yeah, and then that's when we start, isn't it? Yeah. So what what we do is like the part. So we have two types of of an event. There's the kind of public one that's open to everyone, where people can just come in. It's a new friends speed dating event, and we host it every Wednesday at nine p.m. GMT, and anyone can come in. And it's about making new friends. So there's kind of you know, no expectation of any relationship or anything. It's just like, can we be friends in this moment? And they get to experience the full kind of event that would happen in the private event but there's no photos. So the fundamental difference between the public is anyone can come as friends and the private is it's closed and it's only for matches. So based off location, orientation, age demographic, you know, the criteria that's been set and private invites are sent to these people and they all get to stand at an island and their photo that they submit gets put up behind them. So you can see the person behind your avatar. And every two and a half minutes, you then move on to another island. And to the left of the island where the avatar stands, and then there's their photo. And on, on this side, for the person that comes to the island is inspiration questions. So sometimes you can have those moments where you come and meet someone and you feel kind of, so, oh, what do I need to say? What do I say? Well, we kind of eradicated that potential downfall and actually put questions there to inspire them. So they're quite thought-provoking questions, aren't they? That's kind of revealing to someone's character, like where you stand on something. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and then people... So at the beginning, everyone comes in, they watch the introduction video, and then we place them at islands where we go, oh, so-and-so, stand at this island, this island, and then we hit play, and then the structured video moves people accordingly. You know, it, it prompts them when to move on and ask questions so yeah <laughs> well so i guess had you had any experience in the real world with dating and did you model it after that or did you kind of make things up as you went along yes well i <laughs> i was i remember telling these guys early early days this story of when i i went speed dating once and uh, it wasn't a very pleasant experience. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was doing the rounds, two minutes here, two minutes there. And then I walked up, um, this guy who was on his phone. And I just stood there and he put his hand, and I'm not even exaggerating, put his hand in my face. Wait, wait. 
wait. I was texting. And I was standing there going, um, while well, texting. <laughs> and then after about 30 seconds, he went, send. Okay, sit down and tell me about yourself. Yeah. I, I was going to cry. <laughs> I felt so yeah. awful. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. So I told these guys and they were, we were half laughing, half crying <laughs> by that horrible. Yeah. So then in that moment, we vowed that we would never have that experience again. So no phones oh, so. in our in our event if you can help it. <laughs> well, I guess yeah. Hard hard to know what they're doing on the outside if they're in their pajamas, if they're on their phone. Who knows? Well, at, least, yeah. at least the avatar eyes look like they're focused on something. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know if they're texting because their fingers will be doing this. Ah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I suppose um, what kind of inspired it is that we kind of. We just kind of figured it out as we went along. We didn't 100% know what it was that we were going to make. We just knew that we wanted to create an environment that allowed people to have a one-to-one -one moment that was um, organized for them. You know, like when we're here and we're all a bunch of avatars just kind of stood there, it is difficult to just walk up to another avatar and instigate a conversation. I think our initial goal was to break down that wall, wasn't it? It was to mm. have these stations have someone orchestrate it a member of staff myself you know there's a few of us place people on islands because people want to feel mm. like they've been taken care of so it's like stand here mm. and then as the video kind of you know prompts people to go on and if someone isn't moving we put ourselves on loudspeaker to you know say, oh, move on to the next island then they're put into situations that they might not otherwise put themselves in if they're just roaming the halls of old space as it were you know mm. yeah. and then so we started off with like, okay, what would be a good amount of time for people to have a chat? And we was like, oh, about two and a half minutes, which works out pretty mm -hmm. good. And it's like, okay, well, how about what if it gets a bit awkward? Should we put some questions there for them? We created these like really wonderful questions. And then the rest is history, really. I think it was just that basic principle. And then, yeah, it just kind of this slowly kind of evolved into what it is now. Cool. Also, the, the fact that you guys built your own world to sort of host these events is really cool. So you really went all the way to create this immersive experience, and um, it's really great. So yeah. I'm curious. So I, I would imagine. So we did a we did an event uh, almost a year ago now called Love in the Metaverse, where people uh, like yourself, Mark, had met in virtual reality and then became engaged in the real world. And the biggest obvious. Uh, challenge is geography in the real world. So we had one person who was living in Texas, one who was living in Quebec, Canada, and the borders were closed during the COVID pandemic. So they weren't able to even meet in real life. Since the borders opened, they were able to meet. And now I have to follow up with them to see how they were doing because she was going to be moving down to Texas, changing countries, all of that, which is very easy in the metaverse, mm -hmm. not so easy in the real world. Do you have any yeah. consideration for geography or do you just keep it open and, and hope for the best? This is why we did the private events, didn't we? Mm. So the private events, people register on our website so they can find that link on any of our social media. We're at DatesVR on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. But they can go on that link and register their preferences. So I am based here. I want to date people within this area or, you know, neighboring. You know, you, you can set it mm. as far afield or as narrow afield as you want. And based off these criteria like orientation, et cetera, then they get private invites so that these people that they're dating, they know are geographically close enough, at, at, you know, the same orientation within their <laughs> kind of, you know, specified, yeah. Got it. Great. Cool. Well, yeah, no, somebody absolutely. will be listening. 
this or hearing it and going in there and meeting uh, the person of their dreams right next door, uh, uh, but meeting through yes. the metaverse. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if anyone had any questions, again, use the raise hand option. How's it going, Kristen? Kristen was on our mm -hmm. stage uh, a couple of weeks ago with uh, a great event. Um, so um, mm -hmm. I guess the question that everyone wants to know is, have you had any success stories? Have you heard of people who've actually met and fallen in love, or is it still early days? Yeah, well, yeah. So we have had um, quite a few. So what we do is after the event is finished, just before it closes, uh, we say to people, we do have another world um, that's more kind of like a tropical island hangout chill, chill zone. So for anyone who wants to carry on the conversations or the connections that they've made, they haven't then just got to go off and that's the end of the event. So I've had a few people um, saying to me like in, in follow-up events, oh, I spent the whole night um, hanging out with this person and I really like them and we've arranged a date. So there's lots of strong connections being made and people actually are starting to, to click. Um, yeah. Because of, and a lot of people said it's because of the questions, you know, that they're not superficial. Like, what's your favorite color? What do you do for a living? They're questions that are designed to really get to know someone. Uh, and when somebody, somebody asks you the question, it makes you think about your life, uh, other people's lives, the connections we make. And we find that everyone opens up. So that's how you can make the connections a bit quicker a regular yeah. event so yeah i've had a few people saying they've uh made some nice connections so well, i've had some people say that they've like made some good friends from our event you know yeah. so the people that i think have gone on to kind of have some good friendships are the people that have come to attend the new friends public speed dating event so mm -hmm. they will come there and then they've gone off like you said to go to the other world so we originally um the world that we created for the events the poly count was so high that no one could get in and it kept glitching and crashing out and the iteration that people come to now is a much more simpler version of what we originally wanted to create um, so we couldn't host events there so we use that now as the kind of after party world so if people are really vibing they can go off and carry on exploring the world has like a chapel at the top of a mountain doesn't it and you have to walk up the rainbow roadway it's the only way you can get it up does. and um people have already kind of broken down those walls feel comfortable enough to talk to one another and then they go off and go to that world after so yeah people have made friendships as for a successful relationship as of yet we've not heard anything no <laughs> we will I'm keep waiting. you posted yeah <laughs> yes i'm waiting for the day when you have when you have to become a, a metaverse deacon who can uh host uh, <laughs> weddings at the chapel you know i I've actually been i've no. been to a wedding in old space believe it or not so that it does happen <gasps> so that's the, that's your next step hopefully one of you will be ordained <laughs> yeah, yeah an ordained yes. minister. <laughs> it'll be a one-stop shop <laughs> Exactly. Have you dating yeah. and then get married. It's like it'll be like the Elvis Chapel in Vegas. You guys, it's gonna happen. <laughs> You're do an Elvis uh, avatar and get in there. It'll be great. Love um, it. I think that is the ultimate goal for us, isn't it? Is the day that we know that we're responsible for someone getting together, potentially mm. getting married and starting a family. I feel like for me, that is what success from this means to me. Is yeah, that we've right. enabled the original goal was to be like. We want to help people connect. Obviously, now it's becoming a viable business option, as in like this could be our, our work if 
if the, mm. you know the cards keep playing right and obviously we want that to happen but we the main goal is to kind of help people really connect and if we can make that happen then we've won you know like that that's what we set out to do and that's what we achieved yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and and uh, i've noticed you guys uh were uh i saw some of those articles that you guys have had so maybe you could tell us a little bit about the um sort of uh, attention that you've been given by the outside press of the real world who has seemed fascinated about this. Um, you guys have been um, noticed by some pretty big publications. Uh, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, to be come honest, on. Yeah. No, we have. Kind of, yeah, situation, but very exciting. Um, so, so far, mm-hmm. we've been contacted by the New York Post and they've wrote an article about us, um, The Sun US. Uh, there's science technology one sorry whoever wrote it i can't remember the name (laughs) um i was on bbc radio business so i was on their morning radio show and was talking to them about dates vr and about how it will come about and Mm. if you want to tell them about the biggest one jiffa which is yet to be published and fingers crossed it does come out yes so we also um approached by uh cnn uh to be part of uh, a feature in their do- a documentary uh, episode so we've uh, already filmed that and we uh we did the interviews with all of that so um keep yeah, on our social big... media and you'll see when it's out <laughs> keep yeah, our yeah, fingers yeah. crossed <laughs> yeah Absolutely. any cross-section between the real world and this world is is a good one right you could get more people in and more people interested and i think that it's 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 noteworthy to make people understand that you don't have to have a virtual reality headset. You can do it from your laptop. You can do it from your PC. Mm -hmm. You can actually do it from your phone if you are really ambitious. I wouldn't recommend it, but um, they Mm -hmm. do have mobile, uh, you know, capabilities in here. So hopefully, you know, people don't get turned off or or get intimidated by the idea of having to have a virtual reality headset, right? And you can reach a lot of people through other means. I can can see potentially why Altspace might be reluctant to make it a mobile compatible device because you you can tell a big difference between someone using a laptop and someone that's actually in here on their headset. And Uh I don't know if you found this, Jiffer, but I think I have. Mm. And there is a bit of a disconnect when you're talking to someone that's on their computer. The audio is a bit off. Mm. They're dealing with outside stuff. You can hear a kid screaming in the background kind of thing, you know, like that. Or (laughs) as I feel like, you know, of course, they should embrace the technology and encourage the matters, but I feel like if they did eventually make it a mobile device and whatnot, I think it would start to kind of break down vibe of how it feels in here and kind of take away that immersive aspect, you know? Yeah. Sure. The thing yeah. that I like about this is you have that, you know, in, in the real world, when you're in the physical world and you, you get closer to someone, you can feel it on your body, can't you? You can feel somebody that close and you that translates you actually get that with your avatars in here it's very mm-hmm. strange yeah and i love that presence yeah mm. yeah Absolutely. cool um cool <laughs> well all right so so maybe you guys can uh let us know what you think of where we're headed what's the future in all of this i know you guys have big plans and you're here for for the long haul do you think this is headed and how can your uh experiences expand Well, I think, um, yeah. Go on, go on, go. (laughs) No, well, I was just going to say very briefly that um, I think we've only just begun touching on the the possibilities of what is uh, available and what will be available. Um, 
So I think we we it's just going to get bigger and bigger. And I know that there are people are saying, oh, it's the fad. And but the internet was a fad when it came out, and now, yeah, now look at us, we can't live without the internet. And I think this will be a next step uh, in evolution, in a way, without sounding too dramatic. I think it will be. I think, like, you know, the, the initial um, like investors of like the mobile phone, the concept of having a mobile phone, and like they were, was know oh it will never work and whatnot and you know mobile phones become the mainstream i think and then you know mobiles becoming smartphones you know uh, you can just see it as a natural progression of where things are going to go these are only ever going to become a sleek pair of glasses you can Mm. whack on and be in here within a second i mean at the moment i think mark Mm. like so i've got an oculus and i'm aware that some of your audience members will probably use other devices but i've got the commercial consumer level you know oculus quest 2 but you know when it becomes that kind of commercial product Mm. that anyone can just slip on and be in you know the reason facebook and twitter and all these things are successful is that you tap one button you're in at the moment sometimes it's a bit lethargic the idea of kind of maybe putting on your headset waiting for it to load find you know if it's just the quicker the technology gets better mm. more of course i'll just whack on the glasses and just be in here for fun you know, yeah. rather than kind of being like oh i'm gonna go and do that thing i'm gonna go and get my headset and put it on load it up and whatnot and i think yeah. as time goes on you know my work dynamic has become this now you know my, mm-hmm. my chips have been made in here and you know, I've met people outside of space. I've created real life friendships and I think will become the norm for people. People will just start socializing this way. Mm. You know, why go all the way three or four hours to drive and go and see a friend if you could just meet each other here and catch up and have a chat, have a drink, yeah. and explore some well. We've been together, out dancing you know. before and exactly. We've been clubbing, haven't we? Yeah. We have been <laughs> yeah, clubbing many times. <laughs> I think the future um, of this is people will work um you know socialize do everything in it yeah Mm. yeah and once the headsets are a certain uh standard where it opens up your periphery as well so they're not in vr headsets they're not circles i think that's going to be a game changer in terms of what you view as uh the the tangible the reality it'll it'll just will be like really I think once money handling is more incorporated as well, as in I can have a digital mm. wallet here, mm. can tip people, I can buy stuff. Once mm. that's done, I think, I think the whole thing's really going to shift. It's going to mm. become much more business orientated to some people's liking or to some people's dismay. I think you know it's inevitable. It's going to go that way. This is kind of a. a a breeding ground of like what this could be and i think they're just kind of like observing at the moment to be like okay where's this gonna go <laughs> where's and it going we... <laughs> yeah yeah and i feel like <laughs> all of us that are in here now are kind of paving the way for where it's mm. gonna go you know like that i think we're their study case essentially you know? <laughs> the guinea pigs yeah. we're the metaverse guinea pigs. yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I'm cert- Yeah, and I'm I'm certainly curious about the Cambria, which is uh, Meta's high-end uh, headset that's supposed to be coming out later this year. Because I imagine that another way to bring in more people will be if you 
uh, are in a remote office and you're actually using a Cambria, like high-end device to interact with people in a boardroom, then that could be like, uh, if you're already spending time in there for work, then, oh yeah, I'll just go and have a, a virtual cocktail in a, in a social environment. And that will kind of mm -hmm. lead over into spend, people spending more time in here, becoming accustomed to it and kind of, you know, um, just sort of spending more of their lives uh, with these digital avatars. I think that will certainly help drive more adoption as well. Um, I suppose yeah. BlackBerry was that yeah. the case for that, wasn't it? It was the first phone that kind of incorporated email, and it was targeted at businesses. So BlackBerry was essentially a mobile phone that you could make calls, you could send texts, you could also access your email. Because, you know, from a business standpoint, it was great that you could access and reply to your emails wherever you are. But I think that is exactly the avenue they're going down. They've studied history, like they've studied technology historically, What's been the best way of mass adoption? You know, cheaper commercial products that people can get as a hobby, or you know, a technology work-based thing that gets people that operate within the realm of business to then want it in their personal life because they can make that small jump, as in, oh, I can do this as well, so I'll yeah. get one. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's exactly yeah. how it will go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. cool. Oh, great. Well, if anyone mm -hmm. has any last uh, minute thoughts or questions here for uh, our dates in VR, otherwise, um, we will um, close it out. So I guess, how can people get in touch with you and how can they experience your guys' events? Um, we've got our uh, social media. So we've got Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, the handles are at VR on all of those. Um, so, and you can also pop to um, our world. We have we run events uh, every Wednesday, like new new friends speed dating, uh, which is nine pm um, GMT, and I think it's nine eight seven six five four pm uh, Eastern time. And then I'm not sure the further west you go, but it's lunchtime probably. Right. <laughs> Who doesn't love yeah. a lunchtime date? Um, so yeah, you can pop along and have a chat to us, and um, yeah hang out and we are um, actively looking for more people that would potentially be interested in getting involved with us because um we do what we like all of our events are hosted like we, that's the kind of golden rule we want it to be manned you know there's a member of staff there looking over the event making sure that no one's getting harassed or whatever so we are looking for you know mm. we're open to kind of whatever may come of this so if people want to come forward to us, got an email address, it's info at datesvr.co.uk. And um, if you, you know, if we're looking to kind of expand in a myriad of ways and open to ways that it could potentially expand. And if anyone's interested or has ideas and come forward to us, we definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. Great. Well, I will add that into the show notes so that hopefully uh, people can reach out and meet and all, all the good mm -hmm. stuff in there. Yeah, so, um, awesome. Lee. Cool. Well, well, thanks so much, guys, for for coming on. You guys, I just want to make sure everyone understands how professional and how detailed and how organized you guys are. You guys are really sort of upping the game of the people holding events here. So I really hope that people get to experience it and then also have some success with some love in your event. Oh, thank, thank you so you much. much. That means so thank much. Thank you for your time. Really Aww. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> Well, thank you, uh, and, and thank you, everybody, for teleporting into this worldcast uh, of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us 
in virtual reality, listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watching in glorious Technicolor on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, Twitter at Simulation VR, and our Discord server. Join us next time for a return to the simulation as we delve into World Builders of Alt Space 15 with Jose Ferrer, uh, who lives in Barcelona. So it's another morning episode. Until then, stay plugged. Friends. Oh, here comes the heart. Nira fixed it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just in time. Just time. If you oh, and then they shoot off with some fireworks. Oh, that love. is incredible. <laughs> Please, can we get that brow world? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just in time for the finale, the grand finale here. That's great. That's cool. It's amazing. <laughs>